What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Nazi podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the Holly Holm versus Mario Bueno Silva card going down from the UFC Apex this Saturday, July 15th. 13 fights from the UFC Apex. We're going to be breaking them all down here in just a moment. But before that, I introduce my co-host, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? What's up? We're in the middle of July. To hit this this card conveniently falls on my jujitsu-versary, July 15th. Um, so that's that's cool, and uh, yeah, we're right smack in the middle of summer, but off a great you know a pay per view week. Now this card sucks. Next week's cards man, and then we got the great fight night, July 29th. We got Ryzen, we got Bellator, Ryzen, Spence Crawford, and Gaethje. Okay, sick, all good stuff. Yeah, that is all good. This card, uh. This card this week, not too great. Actually, pretty awful, but there's some stuff looking forward to in the future. And, um, you know, definitely found some betting spots, as always, uh, throughout looking for this card. So it won't be a total wash. So, But, like, imagine if you weren't betting on these fights, like, would anybody be watching them? I don't, I don't understand. I'm not but... watching anyway. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, I got a few uh, live betting angles I'll mention, so I will be watching, as always. For sure. Um, but a uh, quick recap of last week. It was an extremely successful week for me. 101% ROI, 8.8 units profit. A lot of underdogs came through. Uh, the the big play on right. the fight to end right. inside the distance in the main event, Volk ITD, uh, all came through. So a lot of things fell into place. It was a good week for me. How about you? From last week, uh, I think the only kind of like landmine was Moreno. Um, you said he broke his hand. You know, I, I honestly scored the fight for Pantoja as well. I was just hoping maybe, um, you know, we could get a scorecard. But honestly, he just didn't do enough in those rounds uh, when Pantoja took his back. You know, the guy was trying, you know, he was throwing those elbows, those stepping elbows, but he literally threw no leg kicks. He threw, like, two leg kicks the whole fight. Uh, he Like, he didn't, like, if your right hand is broken, why the fuck wouldn't you calf kick? Like, why aren't you throwing a right uh, leg kick, you know? The motherfucker's taking you down anyway. So, you know, sneak in a little, you know, calf kick there. Um, but the only thing he was throwing was the left hand and the left kick. So, you know, take him down. But I don't know. He didn't make Pantoja counter-wrestle him at all. Other than early on. I don't know. Pantoja, it was a good fight by him. And then, obviously, Drickus Duplessis. That was nuts. Um, I didn't call it. But I did call kind of how he would, you know, win that. You know, obviously, he used the, he, he used the leg kicks. He was kind of blitzing in there. I've, this time, though, he kept his eyes open, which was great. That was, you know, awesome for him. And uh, and then he went for the – he did some grappling in there too. So, I mean, it was a pretty good card through and through. Um, you know, I forgot what was, the, like, the second or third. Or, oh, um, we had Rebovitz. Rebovitz was great. Rebovitz. Uh, Hooker was awesome. I live bet Hooker as well. About, like, 4-1, to 5-1, to one, something like that. That was That was great. Um, yeah, and the best moment good. of the whole card, Robbie Lawler, walk off. Yeah. Robbie Lawler, easy, easy money right there. That's like that's the reason we just make those bets. It's like, dude, Nico Price. Like, why would Nico Price ever be like a seventy percent favorite to beat a guy in an MMA fight? He's literally never looked like that ever against anyone. He Brandon Thatch. Well, I don't even remember that fight. But uh, what was he? There was one other one. Oh, but and then the fucking you know Jimmy Crew gets guillotined to fuck up the over. <laughs> I, that one, if that one hit, I would have been like, man, perfect card. But 
Well, how the fuck you get guillotined by Alonzo Menafield? That's insane. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't want to fight at all. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, the uh, the Moreno fight. Yeah, you um, good summary of that one. Uh, you know, Moreno just kind of. He didn't have too much fight in him after he broke his hand there. I mean, he did win the second round. The second round was his best round. But... He had a lot of fight in him. He just didn't have a lot of smart fighting in him left in him. Yeah, I mean, Pantoja deserved the victory. It was really cool to see him get the uh, the win. I didn't know. The, I didn't know Moreno's. I didn't know Moreno was so helpless off his fucking back. Yeah, I mean, once Pantoja got him down, he was down. Petrino, Petrino washed that boy. That was easy. Yeah, that was my Petrino only only dominated. really bad bet of the card, Prashneo. No good there, sure. but a few, a few underdogs came through. Um, Ribovics, like you mentioned, uh, yeah, so it was a great card, you know, top to bottom. Uh, Bo Nickel did his thing. Um, Dan, Dan I, I always remember comeback. these cards. Oh, the Dan Hooker, I always remember these cards because they compare this card now to the UFC 189 one, and the 189 one, I'll never forget it because I met David Blaine like <laughs> during his peak, dude. During like this is maybe like a year two years i don't know how long after but when he was like dropping a lot of stuff and is almost he came in with two fucking models obviously where you were in vegas oh it was in new york i was like hanging my friend had his sister was in town and his his sister's uh like fiance at the time and uh they were like hanging out we met them they were like, hey, we're on the Upper West Side. They're like, hey, let's go down to Tribeca, blah, 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 bang. They're like, they actually have the fight. They're showing the fight. And this is before casuals, like, uh, you know, most of, you know, a lot, let me not single anybody out. But that's before a lot of casuals were in, right? That's the McGregor run, obviously, right? So that's when the groundswell was really there. Somehow in this bar in Tribeca, Martian, sick bar, there was like not really that many people there. And they were showing the fight on, like, a lot of TV. So we're there. We're sitting there. And right before, it was, I think, uh, the Jeremy Stevens-Dennis uh, De Bermudez fight. So obviously, mm -hmm. that fight was fucking nuts. And then he hits him with the flying knee. And we're like, holy shit. So David Blaine comes in, like, I don't know, like, towards the end of the Robbie Lawler fight. So he really doesn't see the Robbie Lawler fight. He sees, like, he gets in there maybe, like, at the during the fourth round. Something like that. So he doesn't, you know, he's got two bad bitches, right? He getting them situated, right? He's not really watching. So <laughs> then we're like, yo, that's fucking David Blaine. And obviously we're like, no way, that's David Blaine, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's not. And uh, so so then obviously we got a picture of him, whatever it is, right? The fight ends, the counter fight ends on. He comes over. He's like leaving maybe like 20 minutes after that. He's like, man, that was a great fight. Blah, blah, blah. He comes over to talk. And we're like, no, bro, you need to watch a Robbie Lawler fight from fucking right before that. He's like, I'm going to fucking do that tonight. He's like, he's like, after I go, he's like, uh, before I go to bed, I'm going to watch it. He's <laughs> like, where should I go? Why? He's like, where should I go watch it? I was like, I don't know, bro. I was like, I was about to be like, give me your phone number. But <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, he was fucking, that dude is fucking sick. Dude. All right. So was, go ahead and go ahead and tweet cool out that picture of you and David Blaine. We need to see guy. that. It shit. was a group picture. It was a, he was a cool dude. But we bro, need to track yeah. down. We need to track down that picture. Probably iconic. I have the picture. Um, <laughs> um. All right, well, uh, that was that was a good that was a good story. Um, we don't need, we don't even need to talk about this card anymore. We'll just wrap this up after. <laughs> um, but no, first fight, first fight, women's bantamweight division: Ashley Evan Smith, Allen Perez, Allen Perez, uh, big favorite here. I believe minus two fifteen. I'm pulling up the lines right now. Uh, plus one eighty five for Ashley Evan Smith. 
Uh, I mean, it's actually wider, minus 225, all in Perez. I mean, Evan Smith hasn't won a fight in, I think, four or five years. She had a long layoff, two-and-a-half-year layoff. She looked really bad in that last fight. I think she was injured or something, but I have no idea like about Evan Smith. She might not even really want to fight. Uh, so I think there's enough question marks around her to not be interested in her. Obviously not endorsing all in Perez, but I think Perez should probably win just by, you know, being a little more active and, you know, tenacious in there. What about you? Any thoughts here? Yeah, man. A strange fight. I would think all in Perez is going to win this one. Crapshoot to me, you know, when I'm thinking about like when you, I'm trying to envision like how this fight could possibly play out. I just really don't want to have money on Ashley Evan Smith. I really wouldn't want that to be like, there's some people, I don't know, they're in it to, you know, have, you know, they'll follow the, hey, let's just take the women's MMA underdog. And if you are, I don't blame you. But, you know, Evan Smith, she's been out. Like, they're just trying to get this girl off the roster, I feel. She's never been only a good grappler. She doesn't, just doesn't have a standout skill. Not that her opponent does it either, but her opponent, you know, at all in, she... She's an MMA fighter, you know, so she's been doing stuff. Evan Smith, I don't think she has been. So we'll go with all in. But... Only odds I can see that are appealing are, are Perez sub is are, is like her least likely way of winning. Uh, but she grapples. So, I mean, that's kind of a little confusing, but still not even good enough to really bite on that. So that's going to move us along. Next fight. Um is in the lightweight division. Carl Deaton the third taking on Alex Munoz off a long layoff. Munoz minus one seventy five. Deaton plus one fifty here. What are your thoughts about this lightweight fight? So I got this this fight I do have about in in on. I do have Alex Munoz about you know a little under minus one fifty. It's a little higher than that now. You know when I think about this fight obviously Munoz he's a southpaw you know, he'll kind of like shift his stance a little bit. Obviously, he's a wrestler. So, you know, when you wrestle, you know how to wrestle from both, either like forward. But either way, he's a southpaw. He's had, you know, the UFC, UFC competition that he's had has been solid. I don't think he's looked uh, particularly bad in any of those fights. He, I think he has the best skill in this fight, which is the wrestling. Usually looks to be reliable in a uh, higher paced fight, right? His cardio looks has always been pretty good. Um, and Carl Deaton, he just, you know, low level athlete to me, like he's got like a very short reach. Um, you know, I think it's easy to like hide takedowns in front of strikes or, uh, behind strikes, uh, against him. And, uh, once they do take him down, I feel that there's like just positions that he, he allows guys to have, whether it be, you know, tying up his legs with their legs or his, you know, t getting like wrist rides and stuff like that, that, uh, Munoz should be able to do. Uh, Munoz is, he's usually, I kind of see him with all these alpha male guys whenever they're, you know, guys have fights. So he seems, seems to have been active, you know, even in the, the last two years, either way. Um, and you know, maybe now there's a, some of the values going on. Maybe I look at getting him by decision. Um, he, he is kind of harmless. He's not really a fighter fighter, I would say. Um, so he's kind of harmless, but I could definitely see him choking this guy out. So. Um, I'll be interested to see uh, what uh, Munoz is by submission, but I got two units on the money line, and I think I'll win this fight. Plus 525 by sub. Okay, so I, I, I don't mind that. I think that's actually a decent little stab that you can make um, because I would envision, I envision grappling success. So. Yeah, I'm on Munoz here as well. Um, I got a worse price than Ozzy, but I think I think anything under, like, 
225 is good, man. I just don't see Deaton winning this one, man. Like you said, the biggest uh, advantage for either guy here is they're wrestling for Munoz. So uh, I think Munoz is going to hit takedowns here. You know, the fights that he's won, he's wrestled. He's a team alpha male guy. Those guys are typically uh, wrestle uh, heavy guys. And let's say Deaton, you know, stuffs a takedown or he uh, gets up off his back. I, is, this guy's striking really isn't very good. And his his uh, initiative isn't very good. I just don't even see him being able to do much to Munoz in the feed. I think Munoz's striking is actually decent. You know, southpaw striker, I think, should give Deaton some issues. Uh, and Munoz just, you know, not really that uh, deep into his MMA career, I think we're much more likely to see like a big uh, improvement from Munoz than we are from Deaton. Um, so I think I think Deaton's actually getting too much credit here. And I think it's still uh, probably value on Munoz here. So I like him in this spot. That's going to move us along to the next fight. Flyweight division, Adzat Moxham making his UFC debut, taking on Tyson Nam. Odds for this one, Moxham minus 415, Nam plus 315. So Moxham... Uh, you know, looks pretty promising. You know, the guy, I guess you could, you know, kind of compare him to Mokayev. He's, you know, that flyweight, very wrestle heavy guy comes at you really aggressive looking for takedowns. And, uh, you know, watching his most recent fight, he, he was just suplexing this guy going crazy for takedowns, trying to choke him out. And I was thinking, you know, oh shit, this guy, he might be a gaster. He might, you know, if he can't, you know, get you get you out of there in the first or second round. He might be gassed, but then I rewatched some of his more uh, more of his fights, and that's not the case at all. He's won fights by decision. He's won fights by finishing the third round. He's kind of paced himself a little bit at times, and his striking really isn't bad either. He knows how to use his strikes to set up the takedown. So this guy looks promising to me. I don't think Tyson Nam is going to provide much resistance here, and certainly not before the fight. I mean, Nam is a slow starter. Uh, if you have any questions about Moxham and you want to, you know, fade him here, look for Tyson Nam live because I think he's going to get taken down early here. The speed difference is going to be huge early. I mean, there's probably what, like a 12 or 13 year age difference between these guys. Uh, not not quite that big. Only 10 years. But Tyson Nam is old, man. He's he's 39, probably the oldest flyweight on the roster. Just coming off of getting hurt and choked out in his last one, too. So I don't want any part of Nam here. I think Moxham should uh, get this one done. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, finish or decision. I'm interested in what you think on that one, Ozzy. Uh, what are your thoughts on this guy? Um, yeah, if I took this guy, I mean, I'm not, I'm not investing in this fight, but if I did, I would try to look for, same thing I said from, um, Munoz is looking for this, this side by submission from, uh, Az, Azat, Azmat, son, whatever you want to call him. Um, just cause Tyson Nam, he just, like, bad KO, obviously he's coming off of, um, but, uh, I think, some of the the shots that he is kind of throwing, I, f I feel like he's going to be reaching a lot. And uh, I can see one of these double legs turning into a quick back take and then uh, that being all she wrote. And some of these unders for f guys like in fights like this in the lower weight classes and we do have an age uh, discrepancy and we got have like a, a high-level prospect, sometimes it, the, the, the uh, finishes just happen. Um, I don't know why, obviously... You know, Tyson Nam is very experienced, um, but I think he's vulnerable on the ground. And I think uh, they're setting this guy up with um, for a reason. So I like him in this fight. Yeah, sub 250. I mean, they have KO at 210. I don't know. I don't understand that. This guy does seem to be going for the subs more often than KO. But I have seen him knock some guys out. Uh, and even like you just said, uh, Nam got 
you know, rocked in his last fight and he got choked out after. So even if he gets rocked here, he could get, you know, club and sub. So I agree. Sub is pr probably good there. Next fight, also in the lightweight division, Evan Elder taking on Gennaro Valdez. Uh, Elder, big favorite, minus 300, plus 254 Valdez. So El Evan Elder got steamed here, Ozzy. You think the steam is on the right track? Or you think this line's gotten out of hand? Yeah, you know, I like Evan Elder. I like the guy, you know, at 155, he's pretty solid. Doesn't have um, fight-ending power with his hands. Um, so I'm actually surprised a little bit of the fight goes the distance um, uh, price. Just because, yeah, you know, Valdez, sorry, Valdez, um, you know, he's a chucker. Um, you know, everybody remembers that for Vola fight. But like I said, Elder does not have a tremendous power. Now, um, him by, you know, inside the distance, you got to pay juice. So I, I guess the submission, you know, is what, what they're thinking is, uh, I don't know. But the guy doesn't have power. So I would imagine that his best shot to get uh, him out of here is a submission. But maybe like a later prop, maybe we look similar to how, you know, friends of ours um, hit Petrino sub 2-3 last week. Maybe we do something like that this week for Evan Elder um, when those prices drop. I don't know if they have. I'm not seeing them. But, uh, but yeah. But I think, uh, I, I think this fight could be a little bit competitive, though. So I think it could go over. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this fight going the distance, honestly. Um, yeah, so those sub prices, two sub 1500, sub three, 2000 for Elder. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, um, you know, just looking at the price discrepancy between KO and sub here again, uh, sub 400 uh, KO plus 140. Um, I think that the sub is probably more likely. I mean, Elder, I think, I think he likes mixing in the takedowns. And I think even if he's, you know, having striking success, he might be a guy to take this fight to the floor. And, you know, we saw in Valdez's last fight, he doesn't really have much resistance to those takedowns. Uh, you know, uh, Natan Levy was able to get him down several times. And I think Elder is is a better fighter than his 0-2 UFC record indicates. Uh, and, you know, this line, I think, is probably probably right, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't definitely endorse laying, uh, you know, 300 on Elder. Uh, but I do think he is the much better fighter, probably has the striking and grappling upside here. Um, and, you know, Elder, you know, he, he was up on the scorecards versus Nazim, and he got cut in round three there, and the fight was over. But, I mean, if that fight goes to decision, he wins that fight against Nazim, who's not bad. So I think this is a big step down for him. Uh, and I think it, you know, I think it probably will go over one and a half as well, minus 155. But uh, these guys are sloppy. They're going to bring a high pace. I could see that being sweaty at times. So no, no. You know, no investments for me so far, but you know that that angle Ozzy mentioned about the late two three sub uh, seems good. So it looks like we're liking a lot of early subs here. Um, this fight is next. I think it'll move up the card. I expect it to, uh, but as of right now, it's on the prelims somehow. Jack Della Madalena taking on Basil Hafez. Odds for this one have JDM minus five fifty, Basil plus four hundred. Um, so the guy's name is Basil. It's not Basil. Um, he will be upset with you if you call him Basil. And uh, I got a, I got a interesting. How do you know that? Story. How do you know that? How do you know that, Martian? How do you know? Yeah, that interesting story. That? So he, you know, Basil did used to train in Philly. He has since moved out to Colorado. Got way more serious about his training. You know, he's now training at Elevation with uh, um, just You got away from you since you're such a bad influence. You got away from you. 
Yeah. So, so we're, we're at the gym one time and, and I was leaving after, you know, it's a jujitsu class or something. And I was with a, uh, a friend of mine named Marco and Marco happened to be smoking a cigarette. We were all standing outside and he was the only one smoking just one person, but maybe three or four of us standing around. Um, and then, and then <laughs> Basil pops his head out, out, out of the, the gym window. He goes, you guys smoking a joint outside of balance right now? Or like, no, it's a cigarette. He goes, you shouldn't be smoking that either. He goes, I'm going to remember all your faces the next time we're on the mat. <laughs> and I never Guy's saw him hardcore. again. Guy's hardcore. <laughs> he is. He is. It's kind of, a, kind of a good lesson. I mean, kind of a good lesson. I, I never, me, me personally, I don't know about you, Ozzy, never big into cigarettes. Probably smoke like four a year or something like that. Whatever, dude. What he must fucking what, hate. What about you? He must hate. What about you? Colorado, How many cigarettes dude? do you think you you smoke a year? I don't smoke cigarettes, dude. But uh, yeah, so like one half or something. you definitely have to like hit one every now and then. Dude, I don't smoke. Yeah, sure, dude. I don't smoke cigarettes. Um, I'm not like oh, yeah, Basil. Yeah, I'm not either, like right? Basil. I'm not like Basil. Um, but Basil probably, you know, I, I think he's since matured. As as uh, he he he's since like we said he move to get away from you so. yeah he's uh yeah so let's talk about the fight now um and you know basil watching his last few fights is interesting because the anthony ivy fight uh was kind of the the old the old basil you know very you know chaotic kind of sloppy at times he hurt him on the feet wasn't able to finish him on the ground um you know had got overzealous at times on the ground and that fight ended up just evolving into a sloppy split decision where he almost lost when he really should not be um but then in the most recent fight against Evan Cuts a guy he lost to before much much more patient approach there he was hurting cuts early on in the fight but never went aggressive never lost his composure and you know did really well in that fight uh you know just staying at a steady pace it was a five-round fight eventually found the kill shot knocked him out stiff in the third round and really didn't see much grappling from him there at all you know he typically has been an offensive grappler but there he just stuck to his hands you saw that he's much more confident in his hands, his cardio, his energy management. It was all better in that fight. So definitely a career best performance from Basil. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see him in the UFC. Wish they, he would have gotten a little bit better of an entry than, than this. But, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, make do and you got to stay ready. Um, so, uh, you know, on the feet, Jack should be, you know, much quicker. I, I don't think Basil has fought too many southpaws. But you got to imagine that Jack at distance is going to be much quicker and more accurate with the punches. So Basil, although he does hit hard and his boxing is getting better, I don't think that's quite on the level of Jack's yet. And that leads me to believe that Basil is going to have to wrestle here to get the fight on the floor to win. And I don't think his wrestling is too great. You know, I think once he gets on top, he knows how to stay on top. And, you know, he is a black belt. He can be dangerous on top. But I don't really see... Uh, a real reliable wrestling path for him here. But, you know, I, 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 the guy's a capable fighter. I think he is, like I said, definitely improving, getting more serious. He's not, he's not bad on the feet. He's good on the ground. So, I mean, I think the guy's enough of a threat for him to be somewhat of a live underdog here. Definitely don't think there's any point in, in, in betting Jack or parlaying him or anything like that. Um, no interest in that. And, you know, these guys, we've been seeing this a lot this year is, when a guy comes in on short notice, a week's notice, they've been overperforming. We've seen it a few times, most notably, um, uh, I think at Elvis Brenner, that happened recently. And then another guy, uh, Naimov against Malarkey, four to one underdog, knocks him out. You know, So sometimes when you get a late notice opponent like this, 
it's tricky and it throws guys for a fit. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I hope Basil maybe pulls something off here. That'd be cool to see. I think he's going to get his lights knocked out. You know, I like this guy, you know, on the CF. Saw a few of his fights kind of, um, I think I was at one of the CFFCs that he, he fought at. I, think, I don't know if he was a co-main or the main. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, with him, he needs to grapple. Like, absolutely, 1,000%. But he's just not really a quick reactions kind of guy. Um, so I think Jack, Jack, even in the grappling transitions, uh, if they do them after any sort of uh, striking, like, at all, I think he's just, him being just continually moving um, is going to just be able to either uh, stall this guy out where they're kind of like against the fence and, you know, then they're pummeling and stuff like that, or him just not even be able to, um, excuse me, get any takedowns. Um, But also this guy's cutting weight on last minute notice. I don't know how big he gets, but I, I think he's ready. But he's at, like, Factory X, right, in Colorado? Or is he with the Elevation people, like Trevor Whitman? He's been doing both. Okay. I think he started at Factory X, and now he might be all the... Yeah, those people are in the open marriage over there be... out west, obviously. Ray Sean Orr, shout out. Oh, uh, that fucking guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so I just think eventually Jack is just going to start, pop, 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 you know, hitting them both stances. But I also do want to know... If uh, Jack's brother is with him, I'm assuming yes. I want to know if he is definitely going to be in the corner or not. So, but I got Jack knockout second round. Um, Gugabi and Jack's brother, I think, are friends. Um, friends is a strong word. Um, that's enough about this one. Um, this next fight should be a fun one. We got uh, in the featherweight division, Austin Lingo taking on Mel Costa. Odds for this one, Mel Costa, minus 205. Austin Lingo, plus 175. Who you got in this one? Lingo Bingo has been a good one for me. You know, I've liked this guy. Um, great comeback against um, Saldana. And then um, mostly that. <laughs> um, <laughs> mostly that. I like that a lot. Um, and then, you know, the, obviously his last fight was a cool fight against Nate. Uh but, yeah, so, you know, overall, I think this fight, you know, it, it just comes down to the fact that Costa, he's a little bit more dynamic, uses his kicks. He's got some jujitsu, I guess, but um, he's had he's had some weird fights. He had one of those LFA fights. Um, I think it was like a title fight or maybe not um, that was real chaotic, but both the guy like, he was getting after it. Um, so I like him. You know, I, I do think the odds may be a little tad high where it's like... Ah, uh, like, you know, this guy could get off to a slow start or, you know, maybe if Lingo, Lingo, Lingo does have some power, some decent hands, um, and then you never know. But I just think overall Lingo is just really not a UFC fighter. At the end of the day, I just don't think this guy really is a dude that gets UFC wins. But I also don't want to be the dickhead that has got the minus 220 ticket with this guy or 210, whatever it is. And then Lingo's, you know, fucking slugging out with him in the third round, and I'm bitching about a split decision. So yeah, I'm good. I'll pass. But my my overall pick will be uh, Costa uh, by third round knockout. Yeah, that's a good that's a good angle. I think the you know Lingo's tough, um, but 
I think the guy is pretty limited skill wise. You know, this guy, um, I'm surprised you never made, you may have made this in the past, but uh, Lingo's a glove sniffer, man. He keeps his arms so tight and he, his, his fists are like right in front of his nose and his boxing is so stiff and mechanical. Um, and, you know, I'm internally grateful for this guy, Austin Lingo getting tapped out by Nate Landwehr, the single biggest win I ever had in a, in an MMA fight with uh with nate landwehr sub sub two there so i'll always love the guy for for just finding a way out of that fight and quitting um so um but you know i was thinking you know he's probably going to be the side you know he's aggressive he's tough he he goes for it early on he is a pretty fast starter and then i was re-watching some footage of mel costa and I, you know the guy's southpaw striking is actually pretty nice and uh you know he, he kicks to the body he targets the body well uh, i think his finishing is a little sloppy in the one fight he finished in the third round. He had that guy hurt in the first round and the second round, and he kind of just couldn't find a way to finish. He wasn't very, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't finding the finish uh, in that one. And then eventually he did it with a big punch in the third round. But with Lingo being so tough, I could see him, you know, gut, gutting it out and staying to the decision here. But I do think that what you just mentioned, the, the second or third round knockout for Co Costa, 13 to 1, 16 to 1. Um, you know, the, they ha the odds have sub is more likely than KO, I think. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see that, man. I think. I mean, I guess Lingo did quit in his last fight by sub. So maybe just do the uh, Costa round two, round three. A um, little lesson for you guys. Never take the bet online uh, round props early in the week. They're almost always better on FanDuel and, or DraftKings in a few days here. So just hold out for those. Um, but yeah, enough about that one. Um, next fight is an interesting one. Women's strawweight division. Estela Nunez, uh, Victoria Dudikova. Odds for this one, due to Kova minus 182, Estela Nunez plus 157. I tweeted out an interesting fact about Nunez today. She's won round one unanimously. All three judges scored round one for her in all three of her UFC fights, and she somehow went on to lose all three of them. So that's extremely evident that she, you know, gets tired and loses composure in these fights. Um, and, you know, that's just a really bad trait to have. She's also a, bit, a bad grappler, man. You know, the Carnalosi fight, the Hughes fight, when she gets put on bottom, it's ugly. Oh, even Yaguri, I get. I think you know, may have maybe hurt her or took her down. But when she's on her back, she means she's she's flat. She is not getting up, and she can kind of quit and look for ways out in fights as well. So, uh, you know, I just think that you know, Dudikova, sure, she's unproven. She seems like a pretty one-dimensional grappler. Don't think her her striking is that good, but. I mean, she's a grappler. She's a consistent woman who's going to shoot takedowns. And it seems like any woman who is there in round two is is capable of beating Nunez. So Nunez, probably better striker here, might give her some trouble early on. But I just, I can't, I mean, you can't rely on the woman to put together a good 15 minutes. You can't. She's a woman, um, right? So, yeah. You know and what I'm saying? The one thing uh, that Dudakova like tore her ACL in round two of her contender series fight. What'd she do next round? Went out there and took that bitch down. One round oh, three, right. unanimous Coach decision. Estella Nunez couldn't, doesn't, she doesn't have that dog in her. She simply does Ooh. not have that dog in her. Um, so I'm going with the, the Russian, Dudakova, the grappler. I mean, I just think she's going to take her down. Young, 24 years old, great age to be. Uh, I think she's going to take her down and uh, probably grind her out, you know, and probably see a decision here. Did, did you have did you have uh, Nunez against Yaraguri or no? I don't know. I don't remember. I can Let me pull up the spreadsheet. Okay. I'll just, but go on. I was just curious. 
Um, so we got Dudukova, Rachel. Yeah, I remember this girl. I remember her fight. Um, on the Contender Series, I thought she was super mid. There's no fucking chance that I'm uh I'm into Lincoln Juice. Although she, I will say, you know, I I thought she was mid, but um, she did fight a girl that I thought, I guess I thought was better. Oh. Who, who the fuck? What the fuck do I know, right? About these girls when they're coming. The opponent in. was minus three hundred. No, think. that's what I'm saying. I, I like it, it's not like <laughs> I and just I got taken know. down in all three rounds. It was yeah, incredible. so it was stupid. So I think she'll she'll probably take Estella Nunez down. Um, but man, Estella Nunez, like if she doesn't, I feel like Estella Nunez is chopping this chick to bits. So, but usually we want to be on the woman MMA, the woman, the woman with the better grappling in a woman's fight, obviously, right? Um, but Aselanuna is also a foreign. Who the fuck? I'm not watching. I don't care about this fight. Next fight, I'll take a. Um, I'll take. I'll, I'll just, take. I'll, just... I'll take. Uh, I'll take this fight. Aselanuna is by a decision. Really? Wow, that would be interesting. I just think you know. It... Long term, like the the grappling style of Dudikova is much more likely to like cover her price tag because we've seen her win three rounds. We know that Nunez can be taken down and stuck on her back, while Nunez has literally never put together two good rounds in her career. Um, so uh, I don't think it's an easy. Today's the day, July fifteenth. The best way I, I, to play this fight is would be to live bet Dudikova. Hopefully, Nunez has a good round one. And then she'll fall apart like she always does. So we enough about that one. The fight of your life is Stella by decision, girl. Featherweight division next. Tucker Lutz taking on Melsic Bogdazarian. Odds for this one have uh, Melsic minus 159. Tucker Lutz plus 139. Melsic coming back after that uh, pathetic collapse in his last fight. But you think he's going to get good to beat Melts or uh, Lutz here? What's going on? Yes. Yeah, so I guess it's always been coming down, down, you know. And I'm not buying it, dude. Tucker Lutz sucks, dude. Tucker Lutz is not good, dude. Tucker Lutz, what I saw in that fucking Daniel Pineda fight was horrible. He didn't do anything good. He was, like, switching his stance to southpaw for what? No fucking reason. Had no head movement. His shots were all terrible. Never even close. He he, he dove right into that stupid guillotine from his from his belly or whatever, his knees. And the, and the guillotine before that... Like it was an arm and guillotine, and the motherfucker made uh, somehow made his way to even fucking panita his back. I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Um, even if he takes Melsic down, dude, he's not gonna hold Melsic down. I don't think like, his jujitsu looks like it sucks. Um, all these guys are like scrambling around from him. Only reason he held that Black Ridge guy is because he's weak. He's like a pencil. He's you know paper thin. Um. Melsic is stacked, dude. And he trains with my boy Edwin Najmi out there in Cali, his jiu-jitsu. And he's fucking ready. He's going to kick this dude upside his head or calf kick his ass. Um, and, yeah, and then Tucker Lutz is going to be, you know, out the Tucker Lutz is not good. And uh, I don't think he's surprising anybody. Like, so. I could be wrong. You know, obviously, Melsic is a kickboxer. But, honestly, the thing is, people don't know, Tucker Lutz is also a kickboxer. But he's not a good one. So he's going to have to <laughs> grapple Melsic. And uh, Melsic, like he says in his post-fight interviews, bro, he's got so many guns. And I think he's going to fucking drop nukes on uh, Tucker Lutz. So Melsic. And uh, I, this lines that keep coming in, maybe I'll take a little, a little, a little taste. 
Yeah, I forgot to mention last fight, uh, Estella Nunes, too. Uh, she gets points taken all the time. She poking bitches in the eye, grabbing the fence. We're betting the point deduct in that fight. It made me think of it, too, because Melsic, he fights with his fingers, like, way extended. The referee was warning him constantly in his last fight. So he needs to work on that shit, or he's going to get points deducted, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, man. I think... I think that, uh, you know, speed is going to be a big thing here because Melsic is much, much quicker. I mean, the way that he can snap out these kicks and these punches and short combinations, uh, I mean, he's going to be way faster than Tucker Lutz. Um, and that leads me to believe that early on, the striking here is going to go pretty one-sided to Melsic, but uh, Lutz is going to have to wrestle here for him to win. And I just wasn't impressed with his takedowns versus Daniel Pineda. He he would shoot, he would get like his you know his arms on the legs, and he would get in on takedown. He just couldn't finish it. He would drive Pineda back, and then he couldn't lift him down. He didn't know how to turn an angle on these takedowns. And you know he wrestled some guys like you mentioned, uh, Blackledge or um, uh, Kevin Aguilar. But I I don't know, man. I just think Melsic. Melsic is going to be a lot harder to track down. He's very fleet of foot. He's going to be stinging Lutz with strikes every time Lutz tries to get close to him. And I think that, you know, as long as he can avoid the ground for too long here, Melsic should be good. Even if he does get taken down, I think he's going to pop right back up to his feet, be very urgent. Uh, Melsic's cardio has looked a little concerning at times, but uh, the guy's still young in his career. He's improving. I think this is a bounce back spot for him. You know, anything under, you know, 65% I think is good for Melsic here. So I think I'm going to end up on him for for a small bet. It's going to move us along to the main card in the uh, lightweight division. We got Terrence McKinney taking on Nazim Sadikov here. Odds for this one have uh, Nazim minus 135, McKinney plus 115. Uh, so I got some reverse CLV on this one, actually. Uh, oh, no, do you? Bet, is that how I ar- Already bet Nazim. Um, Bit of a bit of a mis- you know I, I think a bit of a foolish uh, thing on my behalf because McKinney people think he's good for some reason he's popular so they're gonna come in jumping in on him you know during fight week so um, I'll just add I'll just add on Nazim I guess because I really think Nazim or uh, Terrence can't fight I really think that this guy uh, is like a he he has athletic bursts in round one where he throws some shit at you, throws some head kicks, throws some punches, maybe tries to take you down and choke you out. But when the fight, when the fight, he can't finish it in the first round and he's actually forced to deal with an opponent in front of him and deal with the problem solving of an opponent. He can't, his brain can't process it. And I don't, I think that Nazim is going to exploit that. So obviously there's a small chance that Nazim gets finished in the first round here. I think it's a smaller chance than that. The odds are currently giving it. Um, and I just think if this fight gets past, you know, three, four minutes, I think it's going to massively favor Nazim who I just think is much grittier tougher more experienced late in fights and uh, i mean they have mckinney round one at plus 200 man those odds are so bad they think that he finishes this guy one out of every three times Uh, i don't know man i mean especially with the bonfim loss aging so poorly i mean bonfim laid an egg in his last fight against uh saint denis uh and he decimated mckinney in that fight so um i think i think this is nazim I think he'll survive the early burst and he'll he'll work uh Terrence in these later rounds for a finish, two three finish for Nazim here. What are you thinking? Interesting because mm, I don't know, Nazim, the Evan Elder fight, that fight was I mean, he's I mean, obviously Evan Elder is also a very well rounded guy. That was a, a great fight that they put together there, you know, for sure. Nobody's getting protected there. 
Um, and I, I, I did bet Nazim also in his uh the contender series fight he had against that Afghanistan dude. He killed him. Um, the guy's talented. Um, I've heard a little bit, you know, a few good things about him. He definitely works his ground game and his wrestling. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't think, you know, that Terrence, like the only advantage that Terrence will have in terms of the grappling would be like with, uh, the caveat or the knowledge that he's, you know, really physical and strong and, and probably like, you know, kind of quick with some transitions. Um, but I don't think that would be able to last because overall, I would say Nazim is probably the better grappler. Um, so we'll see, you know, if he can stay safe. Um, you know, obviously this guy knocked out Mafravola as well, who trains uh, with Nazim. So, you know, the uh, Sarah boys, you know, out here in New York, uh, shout out. Um, definitely want to get that one back. So I'm, I'm thinking they're going to approach as well. But I just don't think that's like that great of a price. Minus one fifty. Oh no, you're saying it's down. Yeah, so it's coming down. So I'm I'm interested if it gets a little lower because you know if if Terrence nukes me and I paid you know a quarter, you know that feels I'm like all right, whatever is what it is. But if I pay like you know minus one fifty five, I'm like damn, like I feel you feel extra dumb. So we'll monitor. No, I'm fine. I'm with gonna keep that. monitoring. I'm fine with that. Figure. You got the um, game in the chokehold, so I, I feel you. I, I, I'm glad I'm on the. I'm I'm glad on the same. I'm on the same side. You got the rap game. We be throw people be throwing around the word meme often, but that McKinney Frivola fight is uh, 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 the epitome uh, of uh, meme. Um, Frivola feel feels bad for um for that guy, but um you know he's bounced back extremely well from that. Did not let that deter him. That's just how. Uh, the steamroller goes. Um, next fight. Uh, speaking of the f- steamroller in, in the uh, lightweight division, Abman Azaitar taking on Francisco Prado. Odds for this one near pick them here. Azaitar minus one thirteen. Prado one minus one oh seven. Looks like Azaitar went to uh, slight favorite today. He was plus money for the past couple weeks. I I, I want to call the guy Ottoman, but his name isn't Ottoman. It's Ottman, but. What do you think about this guy? What do you think? This is kind of a weird fight. See, this right here is an absolutely trash fight right here. Like, absolute garbage. Um, Shouldn't be shouldn't be on a card. I mean, the, I don't think Prado is UFC. I mean, Prado telling the truth about his age? Probably. I guess maybe. But he looks powerful. He looks like he has good techniques. He's got no direction. And, like... That's why they have this fight. Like, obviously, they think one of these guys is going to finish the other one. And Ottman is an idiot, right? But the thing is, you know, he was in New York last time, right, with a crowd, right? Mafravola's, you know, a little home crowd. Obviously, if he's, you know, rolling with these presidents or, or, or sheiks or what is it, like the prime minister, the president? I don't know. Of, of, uh, of What's their country? What's the country they represent? Um, Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah, uh, some shit, whatever. But, you know, they, they also have a stronghold in New York is what I'm saying. So the guy wanted a bang in New York. I mean, the way that he went up to Provolo in that, like, f- finishing sequence is, is stupid, isn't <laughs> So I'm thinking no crowd. Maybe he chills a little bit more, you know, instead of chucking hammers. And the thing is, I don't like this guy Prado's hands. So maybe Prado's, like, not as willing to exchange in the pocket. But who do who knows? Nobody knows, dude, about this fight. Cause you Prado's his fight before this one is like in these random gyms across Latin America, Argentina, or whatever. 
Um, so you know, it could have been a buy low. Obviously, they already bought low on Ottoman. They took the or Ottoman. They took the plus money. He is pick him now. That's it. Leave it alone. Next. Thank you. Next. Hopefully it gets canceled. <laughs> I um yeah, this one is tough. It really is. I, I think being confident in either side here is a little foolish. Um, but I, I initially was thinking it could be a Zaitara plus, but then rewatching some footage and I don't know, man. This guy does not look in any good to me. Ahmed, I mean, is is strictly hands. The guy does not throw kicks, he does not grapple. This guy throws hands. And guess what, guys? His boxing sucks. So I think that the guy is not very good at all. I mean, sure, he hits hard. He hit some guys hard and they went down. But I, I don't think so. I don't think he's any, like, you know, skilled. And, you know, Prado seems like he could take a punch. You know, he's young, hasn't taken a whole lot of damages in his career. And I just think that this one gets out of, like, the first round. It should heavily favor Prado uh, just because they're so little footage of Azaitar fighting outside of round one. Like he's, he's fought outside of round one, one time or two times. It looks like in, in his, his 10 year career. So, um, you know, Prado has gotten some, some second, some third round finishes. He, uh, he, he did okay versus Malarkey. You know, he didn't really, you know, uh, establish himself there, but, uh, I thought he made a decent account of himself and rewatching some of his fights, um, from the regional scene, the guy's wrestling a lot. He's going out and shooting takedowns. So I think that, uh, with how little we know about Ottoman's defensive wrestling, I think that the Prado takedowns could be there as well. So, um, you know, Prado, I think is going to be what, 12 years younger here than, than Ottman, uh, yeah, 12 years younger should have a, a good speed advantage, much more room for improvements. And I think the the Prado striking is okay too. So I think Prado has more upside here, uh, and I'll be going with with him as my pick. I pick him. Might even end up with the bet on him. Let's see if he gets the plus money. Next fight, women's featherweight division. You don't hear that too often. Norma Dumont taking on Chelsea Chandler. Odds for this one: Norma Dumont minus one fifty, Chandler plus one thirty. Um, so. You know, Chandler getting instantly taken down and mounted by Stoli Renko in her last fight is a bad look to me because Norma has hit takedowns in several of her UFC fights. And to me, it seems like if she has the initiative to wrestle here, she should hit takedowns and she should keep those takedowns. And uh, Chelsea seems like she will get put in bad positions as well. So that makes me hesitant to to want to have any, um, you know, Chandler enthusiasm here. Uh, because I just think that I would like to see how she's dealing with the takedowns and then maybe look a lot better because on the feet, you know, Chandler definitely hits hard. Uh, Norma, I think is kind of scared of striking exchanges at times. Um, but I don't know, man, I think Norma, we know a little bit more about her much more UFC experience better experience against higher level competition. So I think her being a slight favorite, having the more grappling upside seems about right, but no interest in this one for me. Maybe look for Chandler live. Uh, any thoughts on this, the shit here? Um, I, I, I just don't have a great read on big norm fights. Um, but I would like, can you move the, move the mic a little closer? Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have a great read on big norm fights, honestly, but um, I can see this fight being in the clinch and you know a lot of these things. But the the thing that I had always criticized Big Norm on was her cardio. But you know, obviously, she wins these decisions, so she just does. Um, but I do think that Chelsea, uh, the kind of you know the pace, you know, just throwing tons of strikes and what she did to Solirenko, I thought was a good um s sign of good things. I would say. Um, but yeah, I'm not really that motivated to, to fade Norm. 
only getting plus 130 when you i mean you know the girl's flawed she you know there's ways to get to her but not the best price here so pass yep it seems about right um co-main event time middleweight division premier division in the ufc only a heavy fight on the card there's one welterweight fight one one e5 fight but a lot of lower weight um fights on this one Albert Dry have taken on Junyun Park. Nice international fight going on here. Uh, Park favorite minus one forty eight. Duraev plus one twenty eight. Give us your thoughts on this co-main event. Co-main event. Amazing. You believe that? You believe? Uh, uh, yeah, middleweight dude. Epic co-main event. Winner should be ranked fifteenth. I would say. Um, so you got two guys here. I mean, Duraev. I didn't. I bet him in his. I think he was the underdog against Shitty. Yeah. Um, I believe. Yeah. So I bet him in that fight. You know, we won, but I was sweating that oh, crazy because yeah. I, I was like, what? Like, I, I kind of thought he lost. Like, he didn't really do shit. No. I don't know why. Like, he, he didn't really try one. to take. Yeah, he didn't really try to take him down that much. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Um, So doesn't give me that much confidence for this one, even though he, you know, fought a three round decision. It's not like, you know, it was a taxing fight. Like I sh- saw a great cardio, whatever it is. Iron Turtle, he himself was well-rounded. He's got a great jab, poke at you. But, you know, I don't really think he's going to be taking the right of down here, especially early. Maybe he'll try. Park's just a weird dude. Like, I can't describe it, but, you know, he just got that frenetic energy that um, I'm just like Asians be having, like in the grappling. (laughs) It is effective, dude. It's effective. Cause he does all the what he does, dude. He's so smart. He he always once he starts grappling, dude. He hustles to the exact perfect positions, like exactly where he needs to go. He's like, oh yes, like he's like he's like hustling, like to cover the guy up and you know get the underhook and lock hands or whatever it is, like a sumo wrestler or some shit like that. Like you know he he know like you see how the sumo wrestler is like is very clear what you want to do. Right when because they got the fucking diaper on, right? You want to get you want to grip the fucking diaper, and that's that's what I think about um Jung Young Park's uh grappling game. He always knows he always got a hand on the diaper, he's always got his hands (laughs) in the right, he's always got his hands, his head in the right place. He's getting he's wrist riding, right? He's fucking putting in hooks when he's hitting you a little, you know, jerk you off punches, right? To, to, To be active enough. Um, but that shit, not that inspiring. So I don't really want to lay juice on the guy. You know, I respect him as a fighter. He's made me bags for sure. That Joseph Holmes fight was shout out to him. And then what was the other one right before that? That he was a dog that we bet him. Um, Chukwi? Chukwi? Chuk- uh, yeah. Uh, yes. We got, yes. Chukwi. We had him by decision there. That one was great. Yeah, that was a sick one. Right. You, But perfect example. The guy was well-rounded, right? Like the first round or two rounds, he was jabbing his face off. And then he would just take his ass down super easy and then ground and pound the fuck out of him. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen here. But I do like this fight to go over and to go the distance. Because Darayev, I don't think he could submit Jung Young Park. I don't think... I think the most likely thing is a KO from maybe Darayev, uh slowing a bit and Jung Young Park, you know, being an avalanche. But... He's not really a great finisher, so goes the distance. Best bet of the fight. 
Yeah, I see. I see the angle you're talking about. It goes the distance. I, I don't think Derive is finishing, and I do think if anyone's finishing, it will be Park in the second half of the fight. But you are right. The guy's not a great finisher. Um, he can like, kind of get some accumulated finishes at times, but um, he's also, uh, you know, like the fight against Chukwe, he, that should have been stopped, and that one didn't get, uh, didn't get finished. And then I think there might have been another one as well where it kind of stretched your decision. Oh no, he finished. Oh no, yeah, John Phillips. He um should have finished him as well uh but didn't um kind of kind of funny that he's six and two in the ufc sneaky sneaky good record from junyun park here fought different levels of competition as well uh, i'm a little concerned about his round one here because um he did lose round one to eric anders he lost round one to robocop he lost round one on majority scorecards to holmes as well so the guy can be a bit of a slow starter at times and and deriving his last fit against chidi he goes out he takes chidi down in round one he keeps him down the entire round round two and three he doesn't shoot another takedown at all i don't think i seriously don't think he shot a single takedown which was extremely confusing i mean he did okay on the feet in the second round but the third round i mean he didn't do much at all uh so i i remain that we got pretty lucky winning that decision there um and it just seems like derives work rate outside of round one is bad man i mean his volume his his cardio uh, i don't think it's very good um so i just think that parks you know should maybe get off to a bit of a slow start here but i think he's extremely extremely likely to win the third round here if it gets there and i think he could even take over by the second too so i think you know the upside here bigger upside is on park so i understand betting him as a favorite i think i would put him as a little bit of a bigger favorite here um i do think it probably will stretch the decision but uh, that's not going to stop me from from betting some small bets on the round the fight uh junior park round two plus 750 round three plus 1200 um i'd put a little more on round three because i think if it's if it's finishing at all it will be in the third round junior park round three plus 1200 on DraftKings right now i like that um, and what is, what is no scorecards here? Cause that should be pretty heavily in favor of, uh, minus 155 park. Yeah. I really don't think drive is finishing this one. Um, and uh, one more thing I'll say though, is the drive. If you watch his fights in ACA or, you know, ACB back in the day, five years ago, the guy was much better than he is now. I think this guy is actually past his prime. He is 34, you know, combat Sambo long, long career. Uh, so I think we're actually seeing past prime version of Dariyev and he might be getting worse and worse each fight, which I don't think people are really understand because he is a pretty new UFC fighter, but I think this guy's actually at the tail end of his career. So um, this should be Park in this one. Um, and then I'll take us to the main event, uh, main event women's bantamweight division, Holly Holm taking Mario Buena Silva home favored in this one at minus one seventy eight or 77, excuse me, Mario Bueno Silva plus 152. Holm was under minus 150 for a while. I liked her at that price, really should have, you know, pulled the trigger, waited, and and unfortunately that line is gone. But I still think Holm should be good here, even at minus 170, man. I mean, if you look at the women Holm has lost to in her UFC career, I mean, they're all, you know, top top three top three top five type of women um shevchenko uh misha tate gdr cyborg nunez the only questionable opponent ketlin Vieira. very close decision there a lot of people thought she deserved to win that one and um you know 
even Vieira, I think, is a little bit more proven of a fighter than Bueno Silva. This is a big, big step up for Bueno Silva. Her first five-round fight, you know, Holm has a massive advantage and experience in five-rounders. And I just think Bueno Silva is just real sloppy, man. I mean, her strikes, her grappling, I think all of it is sloppy. She gets taken down pretty easily. Um, you know, she's armbarred a few women off her back, uh, you know, several women off their back. But she did get taken down, you know, uh, Jillian Robertson, Mara Barello. Uh, Stephanie Yeager, they all took her down. Montana De La Rosa took her down for multiple rounds. Marion Morose took her down for multiple rounds. So, you know, pretty much every woman she's fought has taken her down. Uh, and I just think that uh, against Holly Holm, that's a bad recipe. You know, I know Holm is old. I know she's a career kickboxer, but she's actually been implementing grappling into her game a lot more successfully over the past few years. And, but, you know, her, you guys can make fun of it. The wall and stall game, it's boring. It's horrible to watch, but it wins fights. And she pushes women against the cage. She trips them down. And, you know, her, she's actually pretty good at keeping women on top. She just fought Yana Santos, absolutely mauled her on the mat. Every round took her down, smashed her, was getting the crucifix, hitting her with elbows, almost looked like she was going to finish at times. So I, I just think that Bueno Silva is going to be there to, to be taken down. She's going to be there to lay on her back. Um, she doesn't really gas out. She has come on strong in round three of a few of her fights, but I just think that the, the, you know, Holly Holm is still in very good shape. She prepares well for these fights. She's got the five round experience. I think that she's going to be fine in this one, just taking her down, grinding around over five rounds. It will be awful to watch, but I do think that, that honestly Holm is, is value at this price. I mean, it's, it's not easy betting on a 41 year old woman in MMA. Uh, but I think that the, or any woman. Yeah, any woman. Uh, what What about you, Ozzy? What's the, What's the fucking pick here? Um, I just think Holly Holmes in the clinch. This woman, like Helen Vieira, struggled mightily clinching uh game. Right? Fuck yeah, Holly Holmes thought she won that fight because she was fucking kneeing her in the legs. Um, but the fact I I think uh is that Mara Bueno Silva will not be able to stop Holly Holmes her in her legs so i hope she did a lot of squats and lunges she's gonna need that conditioning um you know for the 25 minutes of uh you know pelvic thrusting that uh holly holmes about to give her um so you know maybe she'll mix in some more dangerous ground pound i don't really see it um yana's terrible she's got a terrible ground game right from her back and stuff um uh, but bueno silva you know she's actually active so I doubt Holly gets these dominant grappling positions and all this nonsense. But, you know, she probably is still going to win because she's going to throw that left kick. Bueno Silva is not going to know what to, you know, how to stop it other than headbutting uh, the leg. And, uh, and then she's going to get clinched and, uh, and she'll, she's going to lose the clinch position. But I don't lay, don't lay juice on these women. I'm good. I'll pass. There's a car next week. And, uh, and yeah, I'm good. So, but I'll pick definitely pick Holly Holm. You know, maybe a live price, maybe Bueno Silva can rock her or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Possibly. She's going to have to make something happen early here because I think Holm, you know, gets, she gets stronger as the fight goes on. She builds into it pretty well. Um, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do the segment. Let's do the FMK segment. You have you have your lines picked out. I, I didn't I didn't double check with you before um, this. Do you have your lines picked there out? There was one. Uh, let's see. Boom, boom, boom. What the fuck? Go first. So give me. How about you give me? You you give me. I'll, I'll we'll do it the other way first. 
than last week. Last week I gave you and then you um picked. So go ahead. Okay. Um give me give, just give me one second here. You talking shit. All right, Mark, Okay, I got it. Go. Ready? Right, yes. No, I got it. Ready? Okay. Uh the th- your three lines are Azat Moxum inside the distance. Okay. Uh should I should I give you the price? I should give you the yes. price. Um minus one twenty five. Nice. Okay. Okay. Then we have um Mel Costa money line minus two oh five. And then the over two and a half in the Estela Nunez Dudakova fight at Minus one thirty-five. Oh shit! All right, so I'm going to. Uh, what was the money line? It was Melsic, right? You said Mel no, Costa. 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 So I'm gonna uh fuck. Uh no, I'm gonna marry Mel Costa, right? Got he got the pigment. You know, you never know what color the kids gonna come out. So I like that. Um, I'm gonna fuck the Estela Nunes uh total because Estela Nunes she's grizzled now on the ground. You know, she's not getting finished by that little. You know, that chick with the new ACL. We fade girls off new ACLs as well. Mm. And then I'm going to kill that last one, the the, 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 the inside the distance on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one's dead. Now for you, Martian, I'll throw it back super quick. So we got Alex, uh, three got three bets, money line that we liked. We got Alex Munoz, money line, minus one, uh, let's go minus 175. We'll go um, Holly Holm, minus what? What's the best price you get on 170. minus 170-ish? Yeah, so minus 170 on Holly Holm. And then, um, uh, not Evan Elder. What was the other guy? Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Melsic. Yeah, mm. sorry. Melsic, money line. So those three, they're all basically the same price. 170 for the most part. Mm, this is a tough one. This is a good, no. this is a good mm-hmm. tough one, Ozzy. Yes, um, I know. Okay, I got to go with, I'm, I'm fucking Holly Holm. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm yes. I'm marrying Alex Munoz. Yes, and I'm, exactly. I, I gotta I gotta kill the gun. Yeah, hell of a threesome, brother. That'd be a hell of a threesome. <laughs> you. I gotta That'd kill I gotta kill Milsic. But that was a good one. That was wow. a tough one. Um uh, yeah. for the ones I gave you, I don't know if this is allowed, but I personally um I would have I would have fucked the uh the Azat ITD. Married uh-huh. Mel Costa and then killed the uh the over in the women's. Yeah, nice. All right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, it's a good one. But so, yeah, I'm liking the segment a little bit more. Some yeah, people liked it. Huh? Our boy Aaron Water Show liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people confirm we they do have FMK in in New Zealand, the other English speaking countries. I I don't know about you know. I nobody got back to us about the non English speaking countries. But I guess the podcast is in English, so. I would I would understand why. Um, all right, but that's enough about this one. A little over an hour on this card. Um, well, uh, we'll see you all before UFC London next week. Hope you all win some bets, enjoy the fights. We'll see you all next week. Peace out, everyone.